0: Welcome back to the No-Nonsense Anti-Racism Podcast. We're going to be talking about how Black porters changed our society. Have you heard of Black train porters? Their job was to attend to the every whim of passengers who were almost exclusively white, such as loading luggage, shining their shoes, serving food, and really anything else that they asked. These train porters were critical in the fight for the end of racial discrimination in the workplace and formed the first Black Railway Union. They advocated for better immigration policies and were largely responsible for the kind of immigration system we all benefit from now in Canada. But let's start at the beginning. Pullman sleeper cars were introduced to Canadians in the 1870s, and with their white glove service and experience for travellers, gained lots of popularity. One aspect that made the experience so amazing was the service that you would receive from porters. George Pullman was the founder of these trains, and he wanted to recreate the feeling of the antebellum South, of black servants and service. The job of a train porter in Canada was considered a good and prestigious job for black people within their communities in the turn of the 20th century. It had very low pay and paid so little that most relied on tips from passengers, but at a time when black people struggled to find employment, being a porter was a welcome relief. In Canada, black porters were recruited from established black communities in Toronto, Montreal, Africville, Halifax, the United States, and even as far as the Caribbean. Treatment of black porters was horrendous. They were berated by white supervisors and travelers. Porters were only referred to as Boy or George after the train's founder. They were nameless and faceless. Any small offense could get them fired. So there was constantly a feeling of anxiety and fear and very little job security. Porters worked 18 to 24 hours a day, sleeping in these trains, eating in cordoned off areas behind black curtains. They were ineligible for promotions, no matter how long they worked or what kind of education they had. They could never have a supervisor role or be promoted to a trained conductor. These were roles for white men only. Some famous black Canadians who worked as porters included Senator Calvin Ruck, Rufus Rockhead, and Stanley G. Grizzle. Senator Calvin Ruck worked as a sleeping car porter with the Canadian National Railways and later said that the racism he experienced gave him a political awakening. Rufus Rockhead worked for the Canadian Pacific Railway and he financed his famous Montreal jazz club, Rockhead's Paradise, with money earned as a porter. Rockhead's Paradise opened in 1928 and hosted American jazz legends such as Louis Armstrong, Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald, Nina Simone, and Sammy Davis Jr. Stanley G. Grizzle was the first black Canadian citizenship judge. Twenty years earlier, he worked as a porter, advocating and negotiating for better working conditions. The Canadian Brotherhood of Railway Employees was the most powerful railway union, formed in 1908, but prevented black railway employees from joining. It was written into their constitution that only white people could be members. So, in April 1917, black porters, based in Winnipeg, formed the Order of Sleeping Car Porters, OSCP, the first black railway union in North America. Within two years, they had actually negotiated contracts for sleeping car porters on the Canadian Northern Railway and the Grand Trunk Railway. Two years later, in 1919, their union actually joined the Canadian Brotherhood of Railway Employees, and they agreed to remove the Whites-Only Clause from its constitution. Black members, though, were given segregated memberships for lower-paid positions. Soon after, changes really started to come for Black porters that included monthly salary increases, one week's paid vacation, and overtime pay. Porters gained the right to put up plaques in sleeping cars that clearly stated their name, moving away from the discriminatory norm of calling them all George. The union also helped negotiate for better working and sleeping conditions while on the job and fairer and more transparent disciplinary measures. Since so many porters were coming from the Caribbean, and since Canada had some pretty racist immigration policies, in 1954, a Toronto delegation of porters boarded a train to Ottawa to meet with members of the federal cabinet. They recommended a number of changes to the immigration policies that would allow people to come based on merit. Change did come slowly, but by the late 1960s and into the early 1970s, Canada's immigration policy shifted to one based more on merit, so the same system that we have in place today, largely in part of the contributions of Black porters and the Black porter unions. Black porters played a pivotal role in fighting to make sure that the government followed a policy that was called Fair Employment Practices, which meant the elimination of racial discrimination in the workplace. The story of black porters is one I didn't know much about, but I am blown away by their grassroots activism and the impact on rights that we currently enjoy. There's a book by Cecil Foster called They Call Me George, The Untold Story of Black Train Porters and the Birth of Modern Canada. I highly recommend you check it out. See you tomorrow for our next Black History Month episode.